Welcome into Outkick the Show Friday edition. I hope all of you are having fantastic Friday afternoons as you head into the weekend. Encourage you to go listen to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Lots of fun today as always. I will tweet out the link momentarily into the afternoon. I've got a big weekend of Little League Baseball as Little League Baseball season officially is underway in the Travis household. That is what I have got planned. I hope you guys have got fantastic weekends of your own. I want to hit you with my Sweet 16 picks. We went 3-1 and last night. Uh, The only game I lost, Coach K doesn't seem to want to hang up the coaching whistle so far. Continues to win. I had Texas Tech advancing over Duke. Instead, Duke took down Texas Tech, advanced to the Elite Eight to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. But we hit the other three solid three and one night in the Sweet 16. Here are my four picks tonight. Uh, I've got St. Peter's plus 13 against Purdue. I've got Providence plus seven against Kansas. I've got UCLA minus two and a half against UNC. And I'm going to take Miami minus three going up against Iowa State. Those are my Sweet 16 picks for tonight. Again, St. Peter's, Providence, uh, UCLA, and Miami all against the number. You can get your bets in at fanduel.com slash clay. That is fanduel.com slash clay. Uh, Right off the top, I I haven't talked a lot about this on this show, uh, but the Babylon Bee which is really, really a funny, satirical comedy site, The Onion, except funnier, uh, has been locked out of its account for jokes made about the man of the year being, uh, sorry, a woman of the year being a biological man. Twitter is not allowing the Babylon Bee to write uh, and share that tweet from their account. They're demanding that the Babylon Bee delete it or else they will not allow them to use their account. They've also then locked multiple other accounts from an editorial basis based on that same issue. So, Elon Musk put up a a poll. He said, free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. Do you believe Twitter rigorously adheres to this principle? Nearly 1.5 million people have voted and 30% say yes, 70% say no. And then he says, the consequences of this poll will be important. Please vote carefully. So I just put up a tweet in the last hour asking for Elon Musk to buy Twitter. All right, let me say that again. Elon Musk is worth somewhere in the neighborhood of $200 billion or so. Right now, and I'm going to look it up so I don't mess it up, right now, at the present moment, Twitter's market cap is listed at $30 billion. Now, it sounds like a lot, uh, but it's not that big of a company in the grand scheme of things. Kind of putting it into context, uh, Apple is almost $2.9 trillion. Apple's about to become a $3 trillion company. So Twitter, compared to the size of many large companies, is not actually that big. Amazon's $1.7 trillion. Uh, Google, $1.9 trillion. These are massive companies, okay? 
So my argument is in order to end up with the best possible outcome for Twitter which is look I don't care what opinions you have I just think we need to have a robust marketplace of ideas and we shouldn't be arbitrarily shutting down random accounts over the opinions that they are sharing my personal belief. Uh, So I need someone like an Elon Musk or people like Elon Musk in conjunction with others to buy a company like Twitter and ensure that the full flourishment of the marketplace occurs. So there are a lot of people out there donating gobs of money to try to influence uh, different electoral possibilities. To me, one of the best ways that you could spend your money if you are super rich is in buying a company like Twitter and committing to a truly uh, vibrant marketplace of ideas as Elon Musk evidently would do. So I would love to see him go buy Twitter not only because I'm a Twitter shareholder long time by the way Twitter shareholder but also because more importantly I think we need to have a consistent standard and precedent in place to allow the full flourishment of the marketplace of ideas. Uh, Circling back on what we saw happen last night in uh, the Sweet 16 much less serious Kelvin Sampson, for my money, is the most underrated coach in all of college athletics. Let me repeat that. Kelvin Sampson, most underrated coach in all of college athletics. He basically remade on the fly his Houston Cougar basketball team that went to the Final Four last year and now they have a very good chance to go to the Final Four again this year. They're going head-to-head with the Villanova Wildcats and many people debate and discuss the best coaches in college athletics all the time. I've never heard Kelvin Sampson cited as the best coach in college basketball ever by anyone. I think there's starting to be an argument that as a result given what he has done he may well be the most underrated coach in college athletics. Not just college basketball but college athletics in general. Another guy who is clearly underrated Eric Musselman. Look This guy has gone to -to back-to-back Elite Eights with Arkansas. Arkansas hadn't been very far in the tournament since the early 90s. Historically, great program and they disappeared for about 20 years, honestly, in terms of a major influence on the national scale. And then last night, boom, Eric Musselman, back-to-back Elite Eights, pulls off the upset over Gonzaga. They were a double-digit underdog against Mark Few's team and yet they found a way to get it done. Incredible performance by Arkansas. If you are a Razorback fan, you have got to be thrilled based on what you saw and what happened in that game last night. Back-to-back Elite Eights, Eric Musselman, congratulations to the Arkansas Razorbacks. Incredible role that they are on. As a University of Tennessee fan, only been to one Elite Eight in my life. Been to a few Sweet 16s. I got to say, watching Michigan play Villanova last night, sick feeling in my stomach. That should have been the University of Tennessee. Up six with the ball, under roughly eight minutes to play, and completely collapsed and gave away that game. Super difficult to watch the way that that went down. Also last night, in addition to keeping tabs on the college basketball games, uh, I also watched the U.S. men's soccer team on the road 
against Mexico, and we managed to get the nil-nil tie, no score. We are in decent spot, two games remaining, decent spot if we can win this week down in Miami. Uh, I'm going to look at the, at the matchups here to make sure that I don't screw this up. Uh, we are in second place right now. Canada's in first place. Mexico is in third place. And if we don't screw this up, then we should be able to qualify for the, uh, for the World Cup without having to have too much of a stress going on as we get ready for the upcoming games that are going to be taking place over the weekend there. Two more games to play uh, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we are not going to screw up too badly when it comes to getting that done. Hey, Clay Travis here. Hope you guys are enjoying OutKick the show. We'll have more coming back next. Uh, All right. A couple of other stories that are out there. Deshaun Watson officially met the media in... Uh, Cleveland. Now, I was not able to watch that meeting live because I was on air with the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Tried to follow it on Twitter. Sounds like it's still a pretty big mess in terms of how this situation is going to resolve itself. And I would just point out, and I don't think it's getting enough attention, Deshaun Watson with 22 different women. Now, so far, no criminal charges filed. The grand jury elected not to bring charges uh, from the 10 women who alleged criminal violations. And we don't know all the evidence in those cases at all. But so far, 22 different women alleging sexual assault and we still haven't gotten any kind of rational defense from Deshaun Watson except that he said, I don't have any regrets. And I don't know, if 22 different women accuse you of sexual assault, I would think that you would have to have some form of regret in your life. Just just tossing it out there. Um, If 22 different women accuse you of wrongdoing, I would think over the past year, as you have had this hanging over your head, that you might have had at some point in time some small scintilla of regret based on your behavior that has put you in this situation. Just some small part of it. And again, my argument from the get-go has been if these were truly massages that Deshaun Watson was intending to get from a therapeutic basis, he would have kept the same, uh, same woman or same man for that matter because you don't switch your personal trainers, right? If you are a high-paid athlete and you were trying to get an athletic benefit from a massage, then you're going to stick to the same people, the people who know your body best and the people who get you the best results. You're not going to be picking random masseuses on Instagram and flying them in to give you massages. You're just not. So the fact that after a year to think about it, Deshaun Watson says, I don't have any regrets, that's going to land pretty flat. There's also a lot of criticism over the fact that Jimmy Haslam and his wife were not present for this press conference to answer questions, I kind of understand that too. Uh, uh, I understand why people would say, wait a minute, you're introducing Deshaun Watson. To their credit, they took questions. I give them credit, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, But uh, for there not to be the owner and the owner's wife, evidently, since she's also listed on, uh, on on the statement that the Cleveland Browns put out, feels like a PR misstep, personally. Now, 
All right, so that's the Deshaun Watson story. Other story that's getting a ton of attention for some reason. Jenny Thomas is the wife of Clarence Thomas. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas checked out of a hospital earlier today, so we wish him well, certainly, in recovering from whatever illness he had that necessitated his hospitalization. But everybody's making a big deal of the fact that Jenny Thomas was involved in advising people during the Trump, uh, the, the, the Trump campaign and then also an uh, analysis of whether or not the election result was legitimate. Jenny Thomas is a super active conservative figure. I'm not surprised at all at the tweets that she was sending to Trump officials. Now, I, I'm anti in general. The idea that text messages, I should have said text messages, not tweets, that text messages that you send with pri- to private individuals end up being released for everyone to read, I don't really think in general that's appropriate because the text message is intended only to be viewed between a couple of people, the person who sends it and the person who receives it. But in this context, there's nothing that Jenny Thomas said that is remotely surprising. And I would just point this out. The same people who are arguing that Hunter Biden's laptop is not a story because Hunter Biden is not a government official, he just happens to be the son of Joe Biden, are now arguing that Jenny Thomas's texts in some way implicate Clarence Thomas. Now, wait a second. The Hunter Biden laptop contains uh, documents that suggest that Joe Biden was involved in getting money from Ukraine and from China to a large extent because he thought that his political career was over. There's no suggestion that Clarence Thomas is behaving in an inappropriate fashion at all. Moreover, the likelihood is that Clarence Thomas and Jenny Thomas agree on many issues and may also disagree on other issues because, guess what? Whoever the husband and the wife are, I've never met a husband and a wife who agree on everything. Trust me, my wife disagrees with a lot of what I say on a day-to-day basis. I'm not speaking for us as a couple any day when I speak. The only person, I'm not even speaking for my household, the only person that I speak for when I give you an opinion on any issue is me. And so when Clarence Thomas writes his opinion, his opinion is his own opinion. It's not his wife's opinion. So people are saying he needs to recuse himself from the Supreme Court because his wife is involved in a large degree in advocating for political causes that she believes in, this is madness. This is absolute madness because what it presumes, if you follow forward, is that Jenny Thomas isn't entitled to her own opinions because her husband has a prominent job. Well, that's not true. They're together, they're married, but Clarence Thomas doesn't cancel out Jenny Thomas's ability to speak on issues that matter to her. It's not how American democracy works. And in fact, it's highly suspect to me that you would argue a woman can't speak because her husband's opinion is so much more important than hers that if she speaks, it could implicate what his opinion is. I just disagree with that wholeheartedly and I can't believe that it's being argued in any way. Finally, 
I want to give an endorsement that I'm not being paid for at all. I absolutely love Costco pizza. If you are ever in the Nashville area, you may see me and my two youngest boys go into Costco to walk through Costco, maybe look and see what books are available. Maybe just, I love Costco. It's like the only place that I shop. Maybe see me walking through, trying a couple of samples. Maybe see me buying a couple of things. I take my boys all the time to Costco in between soccer practice, baseball practice, basketball practice. We got some time to kill and we want to get a quick meal. We go in and eat Costco pizza all the time. I go with the pepperoni. My two youngest boys, one gets the cheese, one gets a pepperoni. We get the churro and we each get our own drink and it's like $11. The greatest value, the greatest value that exists in food today that you can eat, right, present in in that physical location, Costco pizza, the greatest single value. Everybody's trying to save money right now. Let me just tell you this. There is no better dollar-saving opportunity than Costco pizza. It's the real deal. Number one. Now, I understand some of you are going to say, hey, you also can get the hot dog, foot-long hot dog at, uh, at Costco. Respect it. Not as good as the pizza. All right? The pizza is an incredible value. The slice of pizza, massive. It's like two slices if you buy the full pizza. Uh, I just want to endorse Costco pizza wholeheartedly. I love that place. I don't get paid anything for it. Costco is like the only place in America I shop. I shop at Costco and I shop at, uh, at Amazon. It's the only two places I buy anything. Uh, so I hope you guys have fantastic weekends. I'm going to go finish uh, the Friday Outkick mailbag now. I'm going to go get my kids, run out to go practice for baseball. That's my entire weekend of activities. I love all of you. Appreciate all of you. Hope you have fantastic weekends. Go subscribe to this podcast. I love especially all the YouTube commenters. You guys are fantastic. Go give us five stars for Outkick the Show. Go subscribe to the Clay and Buck Show as well. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. Enjoy the Sweet 16 tonight. I'm on St. Peter's, Providence, UCLA, and Miami. Get rich kids. Shooters shoot. Let's keep it rolling in the Sweet 16. This has been Outkick the Show.